You know I love a high-low moment. From the heart of New York City. Morning, people. It's Morning People with Preston Conrad. Yep, into it. And it all starts right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to Morning People. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I'm Preston Conrad. I am so happy to have you with me. Before we jump into today's show, I want to quickly thank you all for listening to my first episode last week. It was such a smash. I've been getting hundreds of messages on DM. We have thousands of listens to the podcast, and I just never thought it would be such a fun way to talk to you guys and that you would love it so much. So I do want to say thank you before we dive into today's show. Hold on. I have to take a sip of my my water really fast. Hold on. It's my, my favorite new obsession, which is bubbly, sparkling water. Pepsi, bubbly if you're listening. Shameless plug. Um, I'm just back from SoulCycle, a little overheated. My apartment, I have the air conditioning off for you guys because I want the audio to be so clear, but it is going to be 83 degrees today. The AC is off in my house and I'm a little toasty. So pardon my beverage consuming. Um, guys, I just have the most embarrassing story to tell you quickly before we dive into the rest of the show. So I'm just back from SoulCycle. I'm like, let me jump in the shower. I'm going to record episode two of the podcast, get my day going. And I'm very particular about what I use in the shower. You guys, if you follow me on Instagram, you know, my hashtag, I mean, excuse me, my handle is at Preston Conrad with a K. Preston Conrad with a K. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I'm obsessed with my skincare products, my grooming products, the products I keep in my shower. Don't even get me started on shampoos. I'm a shampoo maniac. But I've washed my body today with something brand new that I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you guys about. <laughs> I used, I can't even believe I'm saying this. I used the Kylie Jenner Coconut Body Scrub today in the shower. <laughs> yes, I paid for it. Yes, I ordered it. And I'm kind of obsessed with it. I mean, besides the fact that it smells like a teenage girl in high school going to a tanning salon, I kind of am obsessed with it. It left my skin. Hold on. I'm feeling my arm. It left my skin so smooth. And you know that I love myself tanner. And I figured it would be not only a good way to keep my skin exfoliated, um, but I'm considering it to be market research. I mean, we're in this world of influencer branding, influencer sales, people pushing products left and right. And of course, I follow the Jenners, the Kardashians. I'm very aware of what they're doing from a brand point of view, from a product point of view. I'm obsessed with it. I've never seen Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Never seen it. I'm very aware of what's happening in that world, though. But the Kylie business model blows me away. From a creative point of view, from a business point of view, I'm obsessed. And I'm, I haven't really been able to partake in buying everything yet. Yes, I use a little concealer here, there under my eyes if I need to like cover up a dark circle, but I haven't been able to buy into Kylie's makeup line. So when the skincare launched, I was very into it. I haven't bought any of the skincare, let's say, like for my actual face. I'm pretty picky about what I put on my face. But when she launched this body line last week, I'm like, okay. I can get my toe wet here. I could try it out. More than anything, to be honest, I wanted to see the packaging. I wanted to see how it showed up, 
what the quality of the packaging was like, what the um, box that it shipped in was like, what the texture of the product was like. And I'm not going to lie. It was awesome. I ordered something on a Monday. It came on like a Wednesday. It came two days. The product was great. There was a cute little personalized note in there. So um, look, I mean, as us influencers, as you influencers out there, as all of us, oh wait, that was just a text from Meggie. Hold on, Meg, let me mute you really fast. Sorry, I'm at my computer and uh, my texts come in on my computer. So let me mute that. There we go. Uh, as you influencers start to look to develop brands, uh, work with brands, develop your own SKUs, your own packaging, and interact with your followers in a way where they're buying things from you. It's important to be aware of what other people are doing, how it's shipping, what the quality's like, and what the bar is set at, uh, and what your, your followers and fans expect of you. Yes, the Jenner orbit is completely in its own stratosphere with the funding and what they can do from shipping and what they can do. I mean, I did look at the envelope or the, the shipping box that it came in and it came from a distribution center in New Jersey, which means that those Jenners, they have distribution centers all over the US, which of course is a funding related thing. So for a lot of us, or for a lot of you guys that are starting your own thing, you're not going to be able to do that, but just support other digital brands, buy products that you're interested in, see how they show up, see what they feel like, see what you would have done better, see what the um, scent does to you. If you like the way it smells, if you don't like the way it smells, I know a lot. I meet with tons and tons of my friends who are influencers, brands uh, that are just starting out and they want to be in this world, but they're not aware of the landscape. And I think that's super important to be aware of what's going on. And yes, I got to scrub my body with Kylie's teenage girl coconut body scrub. And I kind of loved it. I'm not going to lie. Um, so who knows? Maybe I will be a repeat customer. I do have to say for the price it was, what was it? It was 20, I want to say it was like $23 maybe or something for a tube of body scrub. And then when I got to check out, there was an $8.95 shipping fee, which no, 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 don't do that. I did pay it, but you know, the Amazons of the world have got us so used to not paying for shipping and getting things in a day or two. I know Target even does that with their program called Target Restock. So I was a little annoyed that I paid such a hefty shipping fee. I mean, it was basically 50% of the product was in shipping, but the product was small, not going to lie. So who knows if I'll be a repeat customer because there was um, not tons of product in the tube. And I imagine myself going through it pretty quickly, but um that's my take on Kylie's skin. I mean, I have a lot of other things to say about Kylie and we could do many more episodes on the Kardashian Jenner empire, but we'll get into that at another time. What I do want to do now is jump into my email box here. If you guys remember at the end of episode one, I uh, threw up my email address for you guys to shoot me letters. Uh, that is morningpeoplewithpreston at gmail.com. And I'm going to use that inbox us over here at my little team, we're going to use that inbox as a way to filter your questions, your comments, everything that you want to talk about on air, questions that you want answered, um, concerns you may have about me or, or what's going on in this social media creative world that we're in, feel free to email them over. We've already been getting tons of emails and I want to just jump into one here that I have pulled up on my screen and I want to jump into the answer of it uh, now. So this is from Chad. 
Chad says, hey, Preston, so pumped you decided to do a podcast. I've been following you on social media for years now. I listened to your trailer, and it sounds like you want uh, you have some topics that you want to talk about on potential episodes. I am curious about how you left your corporate job and started your own creative agency. I believe you worked for Ralph Lauren and American Eagle, right? I'm in that part of my career where I could believe I could try something on my own, but it does seem intimidating right now. I'm currently a men's fashion editor and stylist for a specialty retail brand, and I believe there is more that I can give. Just curious of your journey and how you made the call to make the jump. Thanks in advance, Chad. Chad, that's a great email, and there's some great questions in that email. I'm going to jump right into it, but first we are going to take a quick break. Okay, guys, I am going to let you in on a little secret on how I launched my podcast. It is all about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting platform packed with creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for free so it can be heard on all your favorite platforms from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to many, many more. Guys, you can also make money right from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. So guys, I'm going to jump right into Chad's email where we left it. Chad has asked a few questions, but he's at the point in his career where he believes he could try something on his own, but he's slightly intimidated as I was, as I'm sure many of you are. He works as a men's fashion editor and stylist for a retail brand, and he's ready to do some more. So Chad, and for all of you listening, I would say congrats on getting to the point where you've realized you are ready for more than what your current job has to offer, right? I think we all go through that in our career where whether we're sitting at our desk, we're working on a project, we're traveling for work and we're delayed on the tarmac and we're like, I am meant to be doing more than this. I know I can give more um, and it's time for something else. So Chad, congrats on getting to that point. I would say if you are ready to, if you really feel you're ready, to go off and do your own thing. You know, 2019 is a weird time. Let me say that. We're at this time where, you know, for the first time, I feel like in recent culture, you don't necessarily have to keep climbing the corporate ladder. You could kind of just get off the ladder and do something else, right? Completely pivot, try something new, go off on your own, be highly creative. Like 2019 is a really exciting time for that. So, I think we're at the time in our recent modern history to do this, right? I, I do feel that because I did it and I'm taking full advantage of what this new landscape has to offer. I will say it's definitely time to also be smart. There's a lot of people doing a lot of stuff. There's a lot of shit going on right now. A lot of people are doing the same thing. A lot of people are quitting their job to do their own thing, to start a company, to go work for a startup, to be a freelancer. There's a lot of noise. So my my first thing would, you know, this I guess could all fall under being smart, but I would my first tip would be to be smart and be organized and be logical in your jump. A big part of jumping is emotional. And it sounds like you've got to that emotional point where you're like, I've, I've made the choice in my mind. I'm ready. I just can't do this anymore. Or maybe I love my job, but I'm ready for more. Um, the emotional part is always going to be there, but you have to blanket it in the smart part, in the educated, 
choice that you make. So, you know, number one, I kind of touched this, touched on this loosely on episode one, but money is important. And I hate to say that because I never came from a family with tons of money. We worked very hard, my whole family for everything we have. My mom worked multiple jobs. My stepdad worked multiple jobs. Um, I worked multiple jobs, guys. I worked in it. <laughs> someone asked me this. Someone was like, it sounds like you've been working a long time. What have you done? I've worked in an apple orchard when I was 14 on a farm because I think it was legal at that time to work in an apple orchard. I worked at an apple orchard weighing pumpkins and weighing apples for like $4 an hour, some crazy thing. This is before cell phones. This is before anything to keep me busy. I was in the middle of an apple field. Um, making money. And then I would, you know, go on to do a million more things to save up to pay for my own college. I worked at a little cafe as a barista. I worked at Blockbuster Video. If that didn't just date me, guys, I don't know what dated me more. I mean, I worked at Blockbuster Video, guys. Let's just talk about that for a minute. Not only was that like looking back on it, like pretty iconic, I'm gonna not, not going to lie, but I was the guy at Blockbuster who double layered his polo shirts, and I double popped my collar. Yes, I did that. And yes, you're welcome. Maybe that was my first way of expressing my fashionable self. But I worked at Blockbuster Video. And I worked there 40 hours a week because I could work in, in the night. So I would leave my day job and then go to my night job. This is in the summer when I could work two jobs. Work my night job starting at like four o'clock and work till like two, two in the morning or something and get another eight hours of work in. So I've always known the importance of a dollar and I've always worked my ass off, worked all of college um, at the Gap for Ralph Lauren in retail. I could never do an internship because I never understood how people could take unpaid internships at school. I was like, well, don't you have to pay for your rent? Don't you have to pay for your college? How are you taking this unpaid internship? I was lucky that my work ended up kind of serving as internship level learning for me, but that's a whole nother point. But Money, guys, money is important. So if you are considering going off on your own, you have to be aware of what it takes for you to not only to survive, but what it takes for you to be comfortable. Because surviving without being comfortable is a big part of life, but it's not ideal for a long stretch of time, right? So if you know what your you know, you want to map out what your expenses are. What is your rent? What is your mortgage? Do you have kids? Do you do they need to um, go to school? How much does that cost? What are your groceries cost? What are your bills? You know, your gym. There are things that when you go off on your own, you have to forego. You know, I wasn't a member at fancy Equinox until like two years ago. And I went off on my own before that. So you have to make a few sacrifices and financially really roadmap it out and be aware of what you need to clear every month to not only survive, but to kind of feel relatively comfortable for X amount of time before you move into your next phase. So money, you want to save some money, make sure you're in a good financial situation before jumping off on your own. Two, you really need to narrow your focus as to what you're going to do when you go off on your own, right? So my opinion is that it's really best for what you do on your own to be based on your background of what you've done in your past. Because when you start landing clients, you wanna be able to rattle off your experience and oh, I did this for this brand or I worked here for X amount of years. I recently finished this project, X, Y, Z. If you completely pivot, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but it's not what I've done, so I can't really speak to it. If you, let's say you leave, you sell insurance, you are the king, queen of selling insurance and you leave to be 
to start a flower brand. <laughs> you're going to sell flowers. You're going to have a flower startup. You've always loved flowers and you feel like that is your calling in life, right? There's not tons of, there's probably a lot of relevant experience from your insurance sales background that you can bring to your new business, but the cred, the resume, the portfolio photos, whatever it is, your book isn't going to translate as easily. So if you left insurance to go off on your own and be your own agent and maybe start your own agency, now that's where I think you can find a lot of success. That's like a sweet spot there. If you hate insurance, I'm not saying by all means, stay in insurance. Go ahead and do something new and try it out. But it's hard to go from a full-time job to make your new job based on your hobbies, right? So my my agency, Kenneth Creative, that I started wasn't based on my hobbies, right? It wasn't like, I'm going to be a soul cycle. Uh, I'm going to jump in to be a fitness instructor because that's a hobby of mine. But what I do have is a lot of background in branding, visual merchandising, uh, brand storytelling, ad campaigns, pop-up shops from being in-house with brands. So I kind of hit to the point in my head where I was like, why don't I just do this on my own? So that's kind of how I made the jump, um, was making my new career based on my previous career. So not saying you have to do that at all. I found a lot of success there. And people like to know what you've done in the past. They'd like to know your credibility. This town is all about street cred, who you know, what you've done, and show it to me on paper or in photos. So for me, that worked. Um, Narrowing your focus is also important. <clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse me, guys. I think it's important to, and I discovered this very early when I started Kennet, to not consider yourself the jack of all trades. It does not smart for you. It's not smart for your clients. It's not smart for your business. To say you do everything would be a disservice to you and to the brands you work with or to the clients you service. What I rather do is be the king of many instead of being the jack of all, right? So for me, many is three. Kenneth really is focused on brand storytelling with ad campaigns, brand storytelling with visual um, identity and, and spaces. So that's like visual merchandising, pop-up shops, and then brand storytelling through influencer and digital. So those are our three buckets. We feel like we're the king of those buckets, but we don't want to be the jack of all trades. We don't want to say, and we do this, and we do this, and we'll build you a house, and we'll do, it's just, it's not smart because it waters down your brand and it makes you look less credible. So I would say, keep your focus narrow, be the king of a few trades instead of the, the jack of all trades. Um, and some other tips I have for Chad and for you guys listening, if you do decide to do your own thing, you know, you want to know your worth, right? Clients and people and freelancers and brands are always going to uh, question your rate, offer you less money than you feel like you should be making. And in the beginning, you kind of are at the mercy of what people have to offer you, right? You know, I always say the worst someone says is no. So I think you should be confident in your decision of what you think your hourly rate costs or what this project will cost and, and put it out there. But know that you may get some pushback and you may take those in the very beginning. A good way of establishing what your rate is, you know, if you are a freelancer, if it is project-based, is really based on your previous salaries, your previous hourly rates, your project fees. Take those into consideration. Don't just pick a number out of the blue. People will be able to tell a miles away, you know, miles away that you're doing that. Base it on your experience. Base it on your street cred, and you'll be totally fine. Uh, 
And then I would say brand yourself. Branding is so important, guys. Like we're in this crazy social media world. Hello, I just used Kylie Jenner's body scrub. I mean, we're in this weirdest time on earth and people are trying to be personalities on Instagram, but also have their own brand. So for me, I mean, I run a business, right? So my Instagram is never going to be like thirst trap pictures of me with my clothes off or Instagram stories of me out at two in the morning dancing on a table, like getting drunk and losing stuff, right? Like that's just not on brand for me. And I think if anything, if you are going to start your own thing, it's important to know what that brand is. Is it a party going out brand? Then maybe your story should be you going out. Like, are you an event planner? Are you um, a nightclub organizer? Not that that really exists anymore, but you know, you want to make sure that you're staying on brand at all times. So whatever your service is, whatever your function is that you're going to offer to these clients, brands, keep it on brand. Social media is so tempting to go crazy and go off the rails and just do random stuff, but you don't want to do that. You want to stay on brand, keep your messaging strong, and you will be good to go. We'll dive, you know, a lot more into all of what it takes to have your own business, especially as I interview other guests. We've got some really good episodes lined up with um, everyone from makeup artists to my agent to people that work for big corporate brands. Um, and I think you guys are going to get a lot of insight about what people are doing, the movers, the shakers, how they did it, how you could do it, and some key takeaways um, for you to keep in mind. So I hopeful that, hopefully that was helpful, guys. I mean, that's just um, a long-winded response to Chad's email. I want you guys to keep the emails coming. We do have a bunch that we're going to set up for future episodes. But again, the email address is morningpeoplewithpreston at gmail.com. So shoot them over. We'll totally get to them on air. You can always... As usual, DM me, send me a note on Twitter at Preston Conrad, Facebook, whatever it may be, and I'll try to get to them. But I am going to wrap up this episode and jump on a conference call, as we do. But uh, thank you guys again for taking the time to listen. I will talk to you soon. And in the meantime, stay stylish. Mm -hmm.